welcome to the Schools and Academies Show podcast. This episode was recorded at the Schools and Academies Show in Birmingham on 13th and 14th November 2019. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show in London on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk. Um, I'm just going to start off our presentation this afternoon. Um, I'm Tracy Gallagher, one of the joint heads at Penn Green Centre, and I'm with my colleagues Angela, who's also one of the joint heads, and Felicity, who leads our research, development and training base. So we're going to give you a little bit of a context about our setting, just so you know where we come from. And then we're just going to share with you the different experiences and the different ideas that we've had over many, many years to raise some income from our school and our integrated centre. And hopefully this will help you to think about possibilities that may work in your own settings. So to give you a little context, we are from Corby in Northamptonshire, right in the middle of the country. Um, the population of our town is about 68,000, but it's massively increasing. It's one of the boroughs that has the fastest growth in population. It's expected to increase over 17% in the next few years. So we're finding rapid change within the town. Um, the centre set up in 1983, and it's set up in, Corby was a steel town. The steel industry was established in the 1930s within the town. But in the 70s and 80s, the steel industry began to close down and we faced mass unemployment within the town. So over a third of the population were unemployed very, very quickly. And the centre was established at that town and we were working with families that were facing mass poverty and um, lots of deprivation. And it was about finding ways of working with the families that met their needs and could help us set up the centre and establish it and help it to grow. The families continue to face extreme challenges within the town. Um, on the indices of multiple deprivation, we have 10% pockets within our communities where families are facing lots and lots of problems lots of health difficulties um, and academic achievement is still something that we're finding a real challenge and working really hard at in, in improving. The centre is multi-layered. There's lots of complexities to our work. We, are, we call ourselves an integrated centre. We are a maintained nursery school, but we also have four children's centres. So a children's centre on site, uh, off-site provision and we lead two children's centres in two other primary schools within the town. We have an off-site nursery and we also offer higher education, further education and accredited courses. We have a teaching school as well and it's through the whole range of different activities within the centre that we've been able to think of lots of different ways to income generate. So through the school and the integrated centre, but also through lots of our FE and HE work. So I'm going to hand you over to Angela, who's going to talk more about the work of the integrated centre. And then Felicity will tell you about lots of the income generation we've been able to do, particularly through our teaching school and our research and development base. Good afternoon. I'm going to talk to you now about how we've grown our services at Penn Green Centre. I 
started at Penguin Centre as a nursery nurse student in 1983 when the centre first opened. At that point, there were about 40 families using the centre. Um, over the years, it has grown massively. So the thing for Margie Wally, who was our founder at Penguin Centre, she had several sayings. One was, find a way. And the other was, don't reduce services, grow services. So we have been built on the premise that we are always working with parents very closely and growing our service in, in response to need. So our nursery in 1983 was a 40-place nursery. Today, we're a 120 full-time equivalent place nursery and also selling places on top of that. We've opened two early years provisions. We still have um, adult education and community education and that has grown massively over our time. We've expanded our services in the last three years to outreach, um, now leading on three fam um, family center, children's centers across the town and setting up a neighborhood um, nursery also. You can see that we have drop-in spaces. We were a trailblazer for sure start, so we were able to really um, expand and refurbish the, the center that we were in. So we have a footfall of about 1,400 children and families using our service every week. From, from the work that we do, we listen very closely to what parents want. They know what they want from the community, and we need to listen to that. We always listen and try and involve parents in planning services to meet their needs, not the things that we want. Yes, we know we have to generate more income, but yes, we have to listen to what parents want to get them to come through the doors. So in response to meeting the needs of working families, we set up a year-round nursery provision. We're a maintained nursery school, but we opened as a year-round provision, eight till six. That's what parents wanted. Yes, it cost us more initially. We had to think about staffing, but this was able to generate additional income overall. We also offer our early years education with care for children and families from nine months. Again, that's what parents were asking for. They wanted to return to work. They needed a service that was going to be responsive. They didn't want a service where they were taking one child to an early years provision coming to the maintained nursery school. We have to put in for bids to do this, but we hope that we're going to recoup and children will continue to come through um, our nursery schools and go on and use the other services that we offer. Recruiting and training volunteers has been central to our work since 1983. 54% of our staff have used the centre as parents, either bringing their children or to study. Growing your own has meant the, the staff are rooted in our philosophy. So we've worked really hard to um, work with the, the people in the community. So these are a couple of the examples of the service that have grown from the needs of parents, not as income generation targets. However, it's generated additional income for us in all aspects of our work. Alongside that, from 1983, because we were set up as a, quite an innovative model of education, health, and social care combined, we had many people asking, how does that work in practice? What do you actually do? Are you co-located or are you actually working collaboratively. So we set up what we called visitors days. And in the days when we had more money, people could come and do that for free. We now charge and we have regular visitors days. We have um, local visitors days, national visitors days, and international visitors days. 
those days can be bespoke or they can be the, the, the package that are, are, are on offer for us. So also parental get engagement and often colleagues ask us for more information about what makes it work. So we've had to develop some of that training. In one in particular is parents' involvement in their children's learning. I've talked a lot about engaging the community. So when they were asking, we, we realized that we could share our unique offer about parental engagement. And we developed uh, a training package for what, what we refer to as Pickle. And people can buy into that. We have just secured a contract in Midlothian to be able to offer that out to uh, right across how many? 150 settings across um, Midlothian. And so we started with something that we thought was a unique offer. And what I would say to you today, if you're doing something in your school that you know is unique or that works really well, it's really good to share that because um, people can buy in and want to take that to their schools. We took it as just it was core and central to our work, but realized that it wasn't core and central to, to other people's work. Pengreen is a learning organization. We care passionately about parents and staff being able to access really high-quality training. So each parent and staff member have a unique learning opportunity within the center. An example of this could be a parent accesses our group work program alongside their child. They access some learning for themselves, and they may, or they may choose to become a volunteer and return to work. A parent once said to us, you come here as a parent and access the group work program and you can leave the center becoming a doctor because we have offered PhDs before. And this is what we aspire for within our community. Through our teaching school and research base, we offer accredited courses, foundation degrees, masters and BAs. More recently, we've worked with an external consultant to consider our framework of opportunities as a business arm this was a bit new to us, but he came to us. He said, you've got something here that is a gold mine. Um, and we have looked at where we can further develop the work to maximize our income generation. I'd now like to pass you on to Fliss. So I'm still waiting for the gold mine to come to fruition. <laughs> so something that's afforded us to um, income generate is obviously our teaching school. So in 2014, we became a teaching school which has meant that we've been able to offer lots of um, short courses out to the local schools. And because of our natural, um, national footing as well, we've been able to offer those nationally. Some of the things that we've been able to support schools with, because we're a multidisciplinary centre, is schools have been asking us to provide supervision and support to their staff teams, particularly for staff who are working with looked-after children. And that's been unique for us because of our multidisciplinary nature. Um, we've also grown a really healthy initial teacher training programme, which is... Um, which has supported us to ge generate an income. Originally, we were with a university, but they um, prevented us from having such um, a lot of autonomy in terms of us creating opportunities for, um, for the practitioners that we wanted to create. So we've gone to a skit, national, um, a, a local skit, and that's given us much more flexibility and freedom to be able to do what we want to do. And our ITT program has gone from only six students to actually 22 this year. So it's grown inordinately. 
So just something for you to think about. And because also we have a master's program, um, our ITT students are able to do our po the first 60 credits of our master's for their postgraduate qualification, but then obviously can be doing the full master's program afterwards if that's what they would like to do. Other opportunities the teaching schools afforded us is an opportunity to work with other teaching schools and together we've been able to write an attachment awareness program which we've shared with all of the schools in Northamptonshire and that's been really important for us. I think it's really important as well to stress that our training has originated from practitioner research projects um, and research has been born from a curiosity about our own practice. There was a time that um, people used to come to Penn Green to do research on us because we were quite unique. And as Angela said, our founder, Dr. Margie Wally, set up a research development and training base in 1997 so that we could then do our own practitioner action research. Now, she um, got some funding from the Esme Fairbairn Foundation to undertake our parents involved in children's learning um, research and then we've written that into different textbooks that we've sold which has generated further income we've written research papers which have been peer-reviewed which has generated further income and then that's led into some training for us as well so all of our training has originated from our own curiosity around our practice and then getting some bids etc to secure that research and then to write those papers so this, this slide just indicates the different research projects that we've undertaken over the years and then how we've disseminated those in terms of um, sharing them at national conferences. We go to a, a conference called ECERO, which is a European conference where many HE providers attend, but we go as practitioners to share the research that we've, we've completed. And then we've written the papers, which again then have been peer reviewed. And then that leads to the training, which is incorporated into our short courses, our undergraduate degree programs and our master's um, program. So again, it's just thinking about, you know, what kind of things are you curious about in your practice? What kind of research projects could generate an income for you that you can then get right up, that could become peer reviewed, and then actually you could disseminate and write up in text and then deliver some training that go alongside it. And then as I stated earlier, the, the practitioner action research impacts on our practice. And this slide illustrates how our research has led to some of the changes in our practice which ensures that we're always developing, keeping our practice alive, um, and why people are interested about coming to our centre to come and visit it. I think it also con contributes to our continuous outstanding judgement and committed to providing the best we can for children and families. So, for example, we've undertaken a piece of um, research around consultancy observations, which is a, a, an, an observation technique which is originally devised by the Tavistock Institute to think about what might be going on for a child in an hour of their life. Now, this, this piece of, um, this has had a massive impact on our practice in terms of really thinking about the children that, um, that might be slightly challenging, I think, in your environments. And we've written that up as a research paper and presented that over several years in terms of how we've developed that observational technique in our own practice um, and then shared that in research conferences. And it's led to us actually really embedding that technique in our, in our practice and also led to us having what we call safer practice meetings. So meetings where we are a few, a few um, practitioners maybe curious or just have that kind of feeling about a child or a family and about us coming together 
and really exploring what might be going on for the children and those families. So what do we do currently? Angela's already intimated that actually the research, training and development base, we are completely self-financing. So I have to generate over a million pounds each year to keep my staff team going and to contribute towards a wider um, organization. So I joined Penn Green in 2006. The master's program had been established and been running for very many years. I've got an early years background, but I'd also had an adult education background and went to the founder, Dr. Margie Wally, and said to her, you know, why have you not thought about an undergraduate degree program? And I won't say exactly verbatim what she said to me, but she, she basically said to me, if you want to have a go at it, you have a go at it. But if it messes up, <laughs> then on your heads be it. And so I started with just 12 students. So I approached the university and then within a year, we'd set up what they call a academic support agreement. So basically, I was running their degree program at Penn Green. We did this for a year with just 12 students, and then I, um, then I franchised that, their degree program. Then I wrote my own degree program, which they validated. Then I wrote a, um, a BA Honours top-up, so a three-year degree program. And now we have about 350 degree students. So not just at Penn Green, which is in Corby. I also have degree students in Norfolk. I have them in Liverpool. We had a cohort in um, London. I had a cohort in Devon, um, Bradford. <laughs> so uh, we have various cohorts all over uh, nationally. And um, obviously that generates us quite a substantial income. And equally, it's really important because for me, it's built on the principles and the philosophy of Penn Green. And for me, it supports practitioners to really think about the importance of working with children and families. And, and part of the reason for doing it as well is when I came to Penn Green, quite a few of our staff were, were um, undertaking qualifications in local HE providers, and they were doing assignments on things like hand washing which I thought was a, a little bit tedious and not really what they should be thinking about. The centre opened in 1993, 1983, sorry, and then the research base opened in 1997. And then, as you can see, up until today, we've been recruiting and developing our HE strand in order to generate an income for us. And my vision is for us to get degree awarding powers, which would be amazing. Maybe the first nursery school in England to do such a thing. And so today, we've had 812 practitioners that have completed postgraduate and undergraduate degree programs with Penn Green. This doesn't include people that have undertaken just single modules or have undertaken our short courses. So this just illustrates practitioners that have completed our full degree and our um, master's degree. And I'd just like to share with you a little video vignette of some of our students talking about their experiences, if that's okay. It's been really good. I mean, truthfully, in terms of like understanding how learning goes, as far as you deem a university to be, you go there once a week and not really understand it. Whereas this, you go there for a week, you understand the whole process, you go away thinking that you've got a lot more information and it just works so much better for my, my style of learning. Yeah, so yeah. really, really glad. Like the, you know, the learning style and like just the ethos of 
like and everyone's just so chilled and calm it's just a really nice way of learning Coming down here and doing a, a block of, of a week, full days, meant I could really immerse myself and really focus on what I was doing. Being away from home is actually a real bonus for me. It means I can really concentrate on what I'm doing. I don't have to wash up and think about all the stuff at home. I can really concentrate on, on what I'm here to do. I don't want to leave after the week's finished. I quite enjoy this because you're in a room with all these other people that have the same mindset as you and they just share the same values as you. So you can really discuss and pick through the information and then you're left with the important bits. Yeah, it's been good because, yeah, I've done it. And now we're at the end and it's like, yes, it's achievable. Even at my time of life, it's achievable. So in the beginning, I was very, very nervous, but um, with the support and the study weeks have been brilliant. So once the study weeks, um, once you've initially met your friends and you've got found your feet and realised you can do it, it, um, it, it's achievable. So I just think it's really important to just finish off by saying that everything that we have done is because we really believe in what's right for children and families. So it's all of the research, all of our curiosities are thinking about how we can be as good as we can possibly be to support the children and families and supporting those practitioners that you've just seen to be the best practitioners that they can be to work with the children and families that they work with. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show in London on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk.